The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. It's Matt Slick Live. Matt is the founder and president of the Christian Apologetics Research Ministry, found online at karm.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick, your listener, Matt Slick Live. And if you want to give me a call, as usual, on this beautiful October 12th, 2023 day, all you have to do is call 877-207-2276. And, uh, yeah, everything's working fine there and there. we got a caller coming in. So I have a friend, Andrew Rappaport, and he's Jewish, but he's Christian. And um, so we got talking today, and he's going to call in tomorrow, and we're going to talk about Hamas and uh, Judaism and things like that. He's a completed Jew, and so it should be interesting to talk about uh, about what's going on there. I may have another guest on some other time too. Uh, I know some other people who know this kind of stuff a lot better than I do, so I think it'll be interesting to have them on. But at any rate, we'll have uh, Andrew on tomorrow. That's the plan, and we'll just see how it goes. So you can have your questions and stuff like that. All right. Now, like I said, if you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. And, uh, oh, look at that. There we go. Huh, interesting. And so, uh, just someone just, people send me stuff, you know, and sometimes it catches my eye about uh, what it is. Um, and uh, I have to look at that sometime. All right. Another time, though. So I'm looking at the emails, and... If uh, if you have a question you want to email me, you just email me at info at karm.org and just put on the subject line, uh, uh, let's see, uh, just a radio question or radio comment, and either one, and then I can get to them then. All right, so there you go. All right, I think that is pretty good. I think it's pretty good, pretty good. So let's get on with the calls. Let's get to Jamal. Hey, Jamal, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, Matt Slick, how you doing today, sir? Doing all right, man. Hanging in. Uh, good deal, good deal. Um, it's kind of a long-winded question, so I'll try my best to shorten it. Um, I think it was Job that had the hedge protection around him, and the devil said he only obeys you because of the hedge, hedge protection. If you let me get at him, I promise you he will turn away from you. And uh, I think I, I think it goes like um, uh, God said, "Okay, do what you want with him, but you can't touch him." But his family, my recollection, his family was killed. So I was kind of wondering, how was that fair to Job's family? Oh, it's very fair okay. because fairness <laughs> fairness is measured by God, not us. And so all people have sinned against God, and all people deserve death. And God lets us breathe and have heartbeats and families and jobs. And so all of that is the mercy of God always. So if he were to remove the mercy, the grace from us at any point and we die, that's perfectly fair because it's within the justice of God to do that. And that's that's it. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Um, a simple answer. Though. You must have been ready for that one or something. Uh, I thought that was going to be uh, a little kind of difficult for you. 
but uh, well, it's all good, though. Yeah, it's it's you know, it's not that hard of a question, and, and because if you understand that none of us deserve life, none of us deserve anything good, and they're all under the judgment of God anyway, and then God just lets the judgment come upon them, then that's what's fair. I don't want what's fair, and I know you don't either. We don't want what's fair from God. Right. We want we want grace. Now the question is really along the lines of, well, wait a minute. They were testing Job, and then they died. And so they went, but it was about Job, not about them. And that's where you're kind of going with, and that's true. Yeah. Uh, yet at the same time, we're all going to die sometime anyway, and and there's uh, there's problems that we all have, and God just says, okay, you know, the family's going to die. I mean, who knows when they're going to die anyway? And they did, and that was it. And is Job going to? Uh, recant of his love for God and trust in God? Let's see when your family dies. I've, I've known people, uh, or of people, I should say, when they've lost a daughter, lost a father, a mother, and uh, they hate God. When they talk about how bad mm. God is because God didn't, uh, God didn't treat them fairly. I'm like, you better, right. you better not want God to treat you fairly. <laughs> you want justice. You're asking for trouble. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's a good point. Uh, you got time for a uh, quick follow up? Sure. sure, no problem at all. All right, um, all right, thanks. Um, we talked about this before, so I need a reminder. Um, uh, Christians in politics, um, just looking for a verse that I can use that um, I can say that we should be involved in politics, where others say we should not be involved in politics. Yeah, the ones who say we should not be, uh, they don't have anything in Scripture to say that. But if you go to Romans 13, everyone is to be in subjection to their governing authorities. Now, to be in subjection to the governing authorities means you're involved with politics. Because the governing authorities will say, pay taxes, uh, go to um, join the military in a draft. This is all political. And so, if you are abiding by those things, you're being political. That's just how it is. Right. And so people don't realize. That they, what they're trying to say is don't get involved and try and change politics. Don't go out and vote, for example, which I think is asinine. We should be voting right. because we don't want unbelievers to be in control over us because we know what's going to happen. They're going to destroy us. That's what's going to Absolutely. Happen. That's right. Going to try to. That's right. They're wicked people. The wicked are the ones who are running uh, our country right now, which is obvious. I mean, our border and the Biden crime family and the uh, the rise of uh, all the costs of living uh, and the things that, that they're doing, which is not in the interest of the people, not upholding the Constitution. And so with, with Christians, a lot of Christians, what they'll do is they'll say, well, that's just what God wanted. Is it? God says, God make all disciples of all nations. Are you doing that? That's what God wants, to, you know, you're doing that? Well, no, I'm just sticking here, right here, you know. So people are inconsistent all the time, all right? But we are obligated to be involved in politics, and we should try and get Christians involved in politics. In fact, when the uh, um, Presbyterians uh, came over from Europe, in part to escape uh, persecution, but also to start a new Christian country, people don't know that, but that is the case, and they whitewash uh History uh, to, the, to their own liking, you know, the, the people in power. But um, they, uh, the uh, before the colonies were really even formed, the uh, 
the pilgrims asked the ministers to go through the word of God and develop out of scripture a biblical form of government and that biblical or form of government was, which was arranged was woven into the Constitution a lot of people don't know that but we have a biblical form of government that was designed uh, and f in fact some of the early uh, fathers of our Constitution said that the Constitution was designed only for a godly people so you can't work otherwise that's right that's right that's right and so we have ungodly people in and they're, they're destroying us and it's so Christians need to get off their their rears and get involved in politics absolutely they should absolutely all right well uh thanks again Matt Slick uh good show or good good answer as always and uh God bless you sir God bless you man God bless all right. Hey, we have wide open lines. Oh, there's someone coming in. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. And uh, let's see. What I was thinking about doing is, uh, did you know that there's a biblical form of government? And uh, maybe I'll go over that just a little bit. That the, the Bible talks about, and so I've read some books or notes. I've read some articles on it, and I just went through the scriptures and did searches for various things. And I won't give you, won't read all of the uh, uh, the, the verses, uh, but I'll give you the references. And Alberto's coming on, and he says his question is, how big should government be? It's perfectly in line with this. I'm going to read this though. He and I will get him on here, and we can discuss it. In Exodus 18: 21 through 22 were to have a representative form of government. And in Matthew 18, 15 through 17, we're to be self-governed. So representative and self-governing. Now that right there is a restriction on the size of the government because in communism and socialism, government is expanded in all areas and all powers so that you don't have representation, you have control. And so that and so that's why I say socialism is un, is unbiblical. Communism is unbiblical. Okay, and you're to have private property rights. And the more communist a country comes becomes, the less uh, you have uh, property rights. And that uh, property rights is in Exodus twenty verse seventeen, and Acts five four. We have the principle of liberty and freedom and the promotion of those. Second Corinthians three seventeen, Galatians five one, First Peter two sixteen. Principle of liberty. And freedom and uh, promotion of those things also the the principle of self-defense and the defense of others we have the right of self-defense this is part of the reason the pilgrims said we have the right to uh, and the constitutional fathers we have the right to bear arms uh, and so this is in Exodus 22 too if the thief is caught while breaking in and is struck so that he dies there'll be no blood guiltness on his account and uh, of course Luke 22 36 Jesus said uh, you know buy a sword and so we also have the right to and the obligation in the defense of others. So that's Proverbs uh, 24:11 and Psalm 82:4. So we're to do that: uh, rescue the weak and needy, deliver them out of the hand of the wicked. How do you do that? So sometimes this needs to be physical. So if I see a man oppressing a, a, a woman, say I just see him walking up, I, I can tell they're not together. He walks up behind a woman and then knocks her down and kicks her and stealing her purse. I'm going to run in there and jump him and do what I got to do to stop him. And so that's a form of violence, but it's a violence that's justified in order to stop an aggressor. And so there's that. There's capitalist principles also. Matthew 25, verses 14 through 30. Matthew 21, 33 through 41. 
uh, the witnesses and a fair trial, Deuteronomy 19.15, Matthew 18.16. The right of taxation, okay? Uh, that's the government. They have the right to tax, uh, Luke 24-25. And the limits of government. Check this out. This is Deuteronomy 17.14-16. When you enter the land which the Lord your God gives you, and you possess it and live in it, and you say, I will set a king over me like all the nations who are around me, you shall surely set a king over you whom the Lord your God chooses, one from among your countrymen, and shall set as king over yourselves. You may not put a foreigner over yourselves who is not your countrymen. This is what's happening with the, the United Nations. They're trying to set it up so that our constitution is in subjection to them. That This is bad. And uh, there's other stuff. So uh, there's nine main proponents and, and things of a biblical form of government. Christians, get involved with government. Get involved with politics. Let's get to Alberto. Hey, Alberto. Now you're on the air, buddy. Yeah, good evening, Mr. Lee. My question was, is that how big should the government be in each different branch? Senate, the Congress, our representatives, like how, how big should it be? I think it's the wrong question. So it won't be over books to... Hmm? I think it's the wrong question. It should be how small should it be? As small as possible. Well, yeah, how small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as small as possible. But That's right. in each branch, how... Because if you say how small, but then you have to vote the right people for each branch to be yeah, the right but, ones to people but, to rule with the country. Yeah, that's right? different. That, that's different. Different issues. So how small should the government be? It should be as, as small as possible and for the purpose of protecting the citizenry, for protecting our borders, and protecting from outside forces. It should tax in order to accomplish those means and provide roads and uh, means of transportation and economic stability. That's the basic idea is what's going on. Our government now is run by politicians who uh, want to subject us to tyranny. Hey, we'll be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. Three open lines, 877-207-2276. It's Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. We have uh, one guy there, Albert, we'll get to him. If you want, you give me a call. All you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. Let's see if somebody in the control room could reactivate Alberto so I can get him back on and click him on. They got to do that. There we go. All right, Alberto. You're back on, buddy. Yes, I got a quick question, real quick. But I'm sorry. Uh, should 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 uh, government allow lobbyists to influence the government? It, well, uh, that's a tough one. I'd say yes and no to that. It depends on what the uh, the goal of it is and who's doing what. I'd say that it's uh, it's something up for grabs a, a bit. You know, we got to uh, we have to. Here's the thing. We need Christians doing this stuff who won't just try and and get whatever they want done because they're being paid to do it, and that's their loyalty. Uh, we need Christians in government. Uh, and so uh, lobbyists can do their job, but they need to do it in a godly way. Of course, they're not going to do it. They don't, they don't believe in godliness. They believe in uh, the, the, uh, the dollar. And so they'll lie, and they'll steal, and they'll cheat. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so yes so, and no to that one. So, mm -hmm. so, so you think so? So, since you mentioned about the Christian, I was thinking about that same question. So, you think your pastors, even though they're God, the God called them to do a 
pastors to preach and to church, but should they be involved in politics like, you know, to run for positions in the office and government also? I couldn't understand you. Try it again one more time. I said, should pastors also should be involved in politics office? Of course. Should pastors, even though God calls well, them to be a pastor or minister, but should they run for office? So, since there isn't nobody well, available, should they run for also, also for run well, when positions you say, well, in should, government? When you say should they, uh, it's a moral obligation. Uh, I would say that pa- not every pastor should. Uh, I think there are pastors who might be good at it and uh, would need to talk to their congregations about it and see and the elders and things like that. They think there's a need in a particular area and they want to put their hat in the ring in order to try and do what's right before God. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing in the Bible says a pastor shouldn't uh, be involved in anything governmental. Nothing at all. Christians are uh, admonished to be to be involved. In fact, if you look at the governmental representative system, they were godly people who were picked. That's how it has to be. That's how it needs mm-hmm. to be. But, 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 but sometimes uh, a lot of Christians that they don't have financial means to keep it cost a lot of money for TV time ads, you know. But, but to, look, look, campaigning and stuff. Yeah, but there are people who've won on on just hardly any money, and they've they've entered into offices. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it just just do it. Uh, I say just do it. And you learn. And you just never know what's going to happen. A lot of times people, they don't want to do anything until all the ducks are in place. Everything's in place. All the money, all the this, all the that, all the approval this, all the... Sometimes, you know, you just got to say, look, I really feel led to do this. I'm going to move forward and see what happens. And you just trust as you go. And not to be blind about it and foolish, but sometimes we have to just uh, be faithful and trust in God and see. Okay? All right? Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right, big man. Okay. All, all right. right. Thank you. Okay. God bless. Hey, folks. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial eight seven seven two zero seven two two seven six. And if you uh, if you want, you can email me info at carm dot org, and uh, just put in there. Um, Putting in there, you can put in the uh, the subject line, hit a radio comment or radio question. We don't have anybody waiting right now, so I think what I'm going to do is uh, get to some of the radio questions. Let's see. Josh says, "I know James says that God doesn't tempt. I'm wondering if God not only allows trials but causes sends trials to believers." Um. Yeah, I would say uh, he definitely uh, would send a trial upon a, a believer. Uh, let's say, for example, there's a believer who is uh, backsliding, he's in sin. Would God send a trial to him? Absolutely. Uh, would he want to discipline him? Of course. What about uh, somebody who's walking in uh, faith with the Lord? Well, we see from Job, for example, that he was walking faithfully, and he got uh, quite a trial. And yet, what it was, was God said to the devil, you may, you may do these things. So God is uh, permitting it and even ordaining it, but there's another hand involved in the actual instrumentation of it. So uh, God doesn't tempt anybody to sin, but he certainly can test people. So the temptation to sin and, and a trial are not the same thing. So we've got to be careful. We make sure we understand that. All right. 
All right. That's actually make a good question. You know, I think it make a good question. Like, what would be the difference between God tempting and sending a trial? I like that. All right. Radio questions. What's feedback? And uh, big Facebook link. That's not going to help me. And um, let's try. Someone told me today that having a native nativity scene in my home at Christmas is a violation of the second commandment. Is this true in your opinion? No, it's not true. Um, and the reason is, let's go to the second commandment. Um, and I'll show you something here. All right, so it's Exodus 20. And uh, you shall not make for yourself an idol or a likeness of what is heaven above or on earth beneath or in the water under the earth. You shall not worship them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. All right, so what we have here is the admonition of God not to make anything that is to be used in any form of worship and adoration. We're not to make any idols and things like that. Now, sometimes people will say, well, no, 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 man, that it's a nativity scene, for example, would be an idol because it's used in your Christmas time and you see the baby Jesus there and the camels and the people and all that nativity scene. And so that's idolatry. Well, are you using it for worship? No. Is it put in a high place of adoration that you you use uh, in next to Bible study? You kneel before it? Of course not. All right. So let's be consistent. And they say, well, you can't even have uh, an image of the Lord your God. Okay. But notice what it says. Or any likeness of what is in heaven above or on earth beneath or in the water under the earth. I'd say, have you ever taken a picture of your, your loved ones? Is that a, a likeness of what's, a, what's in heaven? on the earth uh, beneath in the water is it or how about if you've taken a picture of a beautiful sunset or your cat your dog or whatever you know so people say well it the idol uh, it only means idol and the other stuff is okay well why is it okay if they're going to be so strict to say you shall not make for yourself an idol or any likeness of what's in heaven and earth if you're not to have a nativity scene they're not to have any like this at all of anything in their home like that that would be an image and then what do you do if you watch TV and then they have undersea fish pictures okay so those images well well they're images but what it says here and notice this you shall not make for yourself now this is different than God saying build a tabernacle it's God's different than God saying uh, build the the Ark of the Covenant and lift up the serpent where God commands these things and that's different than you shall not make for yourself an idol so if you're making for yourself anything that is to be used in worship adoration that is sinful and that's what the Bible is forbidding all right all right hey we'll be right back after these messages we have wide open lines if you want to give me a call 877-207-2276 we'll be right back Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. You know, Friday last week, we had a really good after show, and I talked to a black Hebrew Israelite guy for about two hours, and people... Um, 
are telling me that because we recorded it they're telling me that they watched it several times uh, that uh, they really enjoyed the the apologetics and the defense of the doctrine of the trinity the deity of christ that i, I gave to this guy and um it was good now he was supposed to give me some information email stuff and i've looked i haven't seen it uh at info at karm.org supposed to email me some of the things that he said and certain verses in the old testament that he's trying to use to support the, the uh hebrews like position and so i was looking for that if he's listening hey i want you to send me that stuff all right now you know what we have nobody waiting right now so i think what i'm going to do is go through something that i talked about a couple of days ago or maybe it was yesterday the 45 goals of communism uh this is on my website uh at karm.org the 45 goals of communism the uh, this was first published in march of 1961 in the naked communist these goals were read into the congressional record by albert s herlong on january 10th 1963 they are stated they are the stated means by which the communist russia would overthrow the united states so uh uh i'll just i've got a few underlined quite a few i'm not going to read all of these but uh number four for example permit free trade between all nations regardless of communist affiliation and regardless of whether or not uh, the items could be used for war capture one or both of the political parties of the u.s well definitely the the uh, democratic parties captured and i'd say the republican party is definitely on its way uh, get control of the schools use them as transmission belts for socialism and current communist propaganda soften the curriculum get control of teachers associations put the party line in textbooks that is absolutely happened infiltrate the press get control of book review assignments editorial writing policy making positions gain uh, control of key positions in radio tv and motion pictures continue discrediting american culture by degrading all form of artistic expression an american communist cell was told to quote eliminate all good sculpture from parks and buildings close quote substituting shapeless awkward and meaningless forms uh, another one uh, eliminate all laws governing obscenity by calling them censorship and a violation of free speech and free press break down cultural standards of morality by promoting pornography and obscenity in books magazines motions pictures motion pictures that is and radio and tv this is obviously happening in our schools with the crap that they're teaching our children present homosexuality degeneracy and promiscuity as normal natural and healthy infiltrate the churches and replace revealed religion with social religion discredit the bible and emphasize the need for intellectual maturity which does not need a religious crutch uh, eliminate prayer or any phase of religious expression in the schools on the grounds that it violates the principle of separation of church and state let's see discredit the american constitution by calling it inadequate old-fashioned out of step with modern needs a hindrance to cooperation between nations uh on a worldwide basis discredit the american founding fathers present them as selfish aristocrats who had no concern for the common man belittle all forms of american culture and discourage the teaching of american history on the ground that it was only a minor part of the big picture give more emphasis to russian history since the communists took over I'll read a few more here. Support any socialist movement to give centralized control over any part of the culture, education, social agencies, welfare programs, mental health clinics, etc. 
centralized government control over education, social agencies, welfare programs, mental health clinics. This is what's... This is, uh, uh, discredit and eventually dismantle the FBI. What? There you go. Infiltrate and gain control of big businesses. Uh, that's happening. They're woke. Transfer some of the powers of arrest from police to social agencies. This, you know, with the BLM stupidity and uh, defund the police, and then they're actually trying to do that. Social agencies instead of the police. Uh, you know, it's just it's ridiculous. Uh, uh, let's see. Discredit the family as an institution. Encour- encourage promiscuity and easy divorce. Emphasize the need to raise children away from the negative influence of parents. Attribute prejudices, uh, mental blocks, and, and uh, retarding of children to suppressive influence of parents. Uh, let's see. I'll, I'll do three, three more of these. This is number 42. Create the impression that violence and insurrection are legitimate aspects of the American tradition, that students and special interest groups should rise up and make a united force to solve economic, political, or social problems. (laughs) The commies are winning. Uh, Internationalize the Panama Canal, which has happened. And the last one I'm reading here, repeal the Connolly Reservation so the U.S. cannot prevent the world court from seizing jurisdiction over domestic problems. Give the world court jurisdiction over domestic problems. Give the world court jurisdiction over nations and individuals alike. And that's not even all of them. And uh, this is the goals of the Communist Party. Are they doing this in the United States? Of course they are. Look at the Biden crime family. I'm starting to call it now the, uh, the crime government. Uh, I'm going to get myself in trouble, you know, by saying this. But uh, is our government legitimate? Well, in one sense, yes. In another sense, no. Uh, the Constitution and the preamble talk about throwing off the bonds of oppressors. Um, when you have governments that open up the borders to so we can be invaded, when they don't require um, language, when they don't require schools to teach uh, the, the three R's, but now they're indoctrination camps. Uh, come on. This is ridiculous. When the taxation becomes exorbitant, when it does the, th- the very things that um, that weaken our security, like send our oil reserves to the enemy countries like Biden has done. Did you know that uh, the, I, from what I've heard, uh, more than one place that uh, we're running low on diesel. If diesel runs out in this country, our economy will collapse because everything runs on diesel, the trucks and, and things like this. Um, so you know what's happening in our country it's a concerted effort to destroy us Christians start praying I know why I teach depressing stuff don't I sometimes yeah I do that's the nature of apologetics it rises up under oppression and heresy to defend the truth but it also has to identify the wickedness Elijah from Philadelphia welcome you're on the air Elijah Hey Matt. Uh, hey Matt. Uh, so, uh, so uh, before I get to my uh, question, I, I just wanted to say um, uh, I plan on uh, becoming a libertarian because I don't I don't trust Democrats or Republicans anymore. Good for you. Yeah, I'm a constitutionalist slash kind of libertarian. I got to learn more about them, but I believe the Constitution. Go with the Constitution, and I don't trust the Democrats at all. I think they're commie sympathizers, leftist wackos. I think the Republicans are just uh, their lapdogs. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, my question will be this. So I 
was listening to Aaron Raw and Matt Dillahunty lately, and um, mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Raw said he, he said he said that if God existed, he would not judge and damn us over what we merely believe. Instead, he would judge us on whether we were good or not. You know, you know the good works that we did. Yeah. You know, you know while while we were mm-hmm. uh, alive. So, so and uh, and uh, so, so basically, he he just thinks that damning us over what we believe is just immoral and wrong. So it's like like a, and, and 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 it's similar with Matt Dillahunty because he said that he said that if if God would damn him over blaspheming the Holy Spirit, then he said that he would rightfully take his place in hell, knowing that he is morally superior to that God because that God would yeah. damn him over over something. Over something, over basically disrespecting God, you know. Yeah. So, 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 uh, what are yeah. your thoughts on, on what they said? Both of them couldn't, in this topic, could not argue their way out of a wet paper bag if it was full of holes with a chain pulling them out, pointing pointing the way with neon oil on the bag slipping out. They still couldn't get out. Okay, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> All right. Okay. And uh, they, you know, if they want to hear me say that, that's fine. And then we can have a discussion on this issue, what God ought to do. Who in the heck are they to say what God ought to do? What universal standard of morality do they have by which they can say God himself is obligated to follow? If they're atheists and if they're materialists, then how do they produce and justify the universals that are required to justify any moral, um, moral system or moral um, code? If they want to say this is what people say, or it's common sense, whatever, then they're back into subjectivism. They need to have a universal moral ought that they can then quantify and justify. And then we have to get the issue of justified true belief and their epistemological uh, criteria. And so they will not be able to do any of this. So to say that God damns us for what we believe is wrong, well, who are they to say what's right or wrong? And he should judge us on our goodness? Who are they to say this? They're just giving their opinions. They're entitled to their opinions, but their opinions don't matter any more than salamander squat. Hey, we'll be right back after these messages. Okay, so please hold on, Elijah. We'll be right back. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, everyone, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. All right, let's get back on with Elijah. Hey, Elijah, welcome. Hey, i got a question for you. Yep, I'm still here. Do you have a, i got a question for you. Do you have like a camel's hair you know, jacket you wear at all? No. Okay, just curious. You know, because Elijah had one in the Bible. Okay. <laughs> so I had to really stretch for that one. I had a little dead air time, but that worked okay. People are smiling, go shaking their head. Like, ay, ay, ay. Okay, buddy. So, uh, um, so yeah, so yeah, I've, uh, I've debated Matt Dillahunty and, uh, I've had an encounter with Aaron Raw, um, and uh, they when it when it comes to anything moral, uh, what it's called the okay, back up. There's a problem called the is ought uh, problem. Uh, is what is? How do you get from what is to what ought to be? Called the is ought problem. So 
it is the case that I own my home, you ought not break into it. So how does the ought derive out of the is, out of the state of affairs? Well, in order to connect them, you have to have a set of principles that draws a connection. So because I own my own home and I have the right to defend my property, you ought not break into it. So that's an expanded explanation. But then we could ask, well, why is that true? And this is one of the problems that philosophy, secular philosophy has. It's called a justified true belief. How do you justify in an, any ultimate sense any moral ought? The Christian does not have this problem because the Christian would say that God is the ultimate standard of all truth and reveals morality out of his character. There's nothing greater or equal to him. Therefore, he's the ultimate standard and he's universal. So he has a universal moral standard and he tells us what we ought to do. So the Christian has a way of justifying uh, this, uh, this issue of the is ought, but an atheist does not. So if they say, uh, that you know uh, God if God were real that he would not judge us on what we believe well then they're saying then that if God is then this is what he ought not do well okay so between the is and the ought demonstrate why that condition of is leads necessarily to that condition of ought and they can't do it because no matter what they say, if I was talking to them, I'd, you know, I'd just wait, I'd just yawn, play. I play backgammon on my computer a lot. I just play backgammon while they're talking, give me an explanation. Just, okay, we're done. Okay, ready? And then just pay attention, you know, a little bit with one frontal lobe tied behind my back. And just say, okay, so they ought to do it because that's what society wants. And why is society what it wants? Why is it true? Go back to backgammon. And then go on and, you know, what will this say? Because it reduces uh, harm. And then say, okay, and why is reducing harm? That's what ought to be done. And go back to playing backgammon some more. Wait, because it's like this, okay? Because they don't have the way to, any way to bridge the, the is and ought. They have no right to say what God ought to do or what anybody ought to do. They don't have that right. Okay. Uh, uh, can I give, give give like an example for you? And then, sure. And then like you can respond. Sure. Okay. So um, I I can't remember who it was. It, it was it was one of them. But anyway, uh, yeah. one of them had said they had said um, uh, are, okay. So 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 imagine that I'm a father and my son my son uh, 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 disrespects me, uh, and, and then and then so so I decide to. Uh, kill my son just because he disrespects me. Is that is that morally right? So like, like they're just you know giving the example of God, uh, you know, damning someone for you know disrespecting the Holy Spirit or blessing the Holy Spirit. You know, you know, uh, you know, uh, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so what they're doing is this, the same thing. They're saying, well, they don't like this. It's going to an appeal to emotion. Well, you know, if a son disrespects me, is it okay to kill him? Well, why is it yes or why is it no? If you know, they're going to say, "Well, God shouldn't do this." Well, their their position is God, which you know, no one should do that. I'd say, why? I've had many, many, many discussions with atheists, and we talk about the issue of murder, for example. And I'll say, "Can you any of you tell me why murder is wrong? Why is it wrong? Because you don't like it? Because society says so? 
If you say you don't like it, that's just subjectivism and it has no bearing on obligation to me. If you say society says so, that's just argumentum ad populum. That means the majority believes it, so therefore it's true. What if the majority believes that all atheists should die? Is that what you want? Well, of course not. So they're, they're, they have a hidden agenda in there that it should not be done. They're still, it's called begging the question. They're assuming their morality is correct. They assume that they know what is right. And you just got to find it. See, what are you saying? Are you saying it shouldn't be done? That's right, it should not. Are you saying it's, it's okay to do that, Matt? I, I didn't say it was or wasn't. You're the one who said it should not be done. Well, this is what your Bible said. Well, hold on. If you're going to do an external or an internal critique, and then that's a whole other thing, okay? An external critique is, uh, is like this, an external critique. The Bible says atheists are wrong, so therefore atheists are wrong. So atheism is now judged by a criteria outside of its own worldview, outside of its own perspective. And so the Bible said it's wrong, so therefore it's wrong. Well, it happens to be true, but uh, atheism is wrong. So they'll say, well, that's an external critique. You can't do that. So I can, but can I justify it? And that's a whole other issue. Generally, what we want to do is do what's called an internal critique. When an atheist comes to me and says that, the, uh, that God did this, you know, he killed them and he killed, had them killed, and I said, yeah. Okay, and they'll say, well, that's wrong to do. I said, well, show me where that's wrong to do. The Bible says, thou shalt not kill. I said, no, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Ten Commandments. I said, no, it doesn't. It says, thou shalt not murder. God kills. He never murders. Because murder is the unlawful taking of life. Killing is the lawful taking of life. And so if God is okay, executing uh, somebody, it's because it, it's, it's lawful. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, I have a question about that. Uh, uh, what you just said. So, um, why why was it lawful for God to order the Israelites to kill the Canaanites and and like, and like the sure. other tribes in the Bible? I know I, sure. I know that some people like to say that say that um, uh, it's because that God God didn't want them to get uh, corrupted by their you know paganism and all that stuff. But mm -hmm. yeah, so, so like well, it's like right because. It's right because it is the revealed action of God in his decree. And so whatever God does by definition is correct. This is an internal critique issue at this point. And I could say that to an atheist who might raise that critique. There's other responses I'll give here. But I'd say this is what the Bible teaches. And so God has that right. Now, if you were to adopt that position from an internal critique, we're consistent. If you, however, say to an external critique, and you say he shouldn't do it because it's something outside the Bible, then I'm going to ask of you that you justify why the external critique is superior to the one in the Scriptures. And they're not going to be able to do that, okay? So they're going to want to say an internal critique. This is why they're going to quote Exodus 20, you know, don't, uh, don't, don't kill, but it's really don't murder. Well, he's not murdering. Okay, so why did God uh, have the Israelites uh, wipe them out? Well, for one thing, he's executing judgment on them. They had been warned for uh, decades and decades and decades to stop the paganism that they were involved with. And one of the things they did was have Moloch, which was a, um, a, a half-human, half-bull uh, idol that the, with a belly, and I have it on my website, a picture drawn, uh, a copy of a book written in the 1700s, and uh, it's a the the belly was uh, you know had an open furnace in it, and then the top part of it had uh, arms, human arms, and then a bull's head, and the arms are out in front of them, and they would light the uh, the fire inside the belly of the statue, 
and it would get so red hot they'd take their newborn babies and put them on the arms and sacrifice their babies and so uh, they would scream and the babies would writhe and fall into the fire and uh, then they would play music and loud drum beats and stuff like that to drown out the uh, the screams of the infants and so God uh, let them have a great amount of, of of time to repent and then when they after whenever God decided it was like we've had enough go, go kill them all wipe them out and people say well God shouldn't do that really so then are you saying then it's okay for the people to continue to do these things and do with the babies not and not to mention the other stuff that they were doing and slavery and beating slaves and I mean beating not like you know they'll say well the, the Bible talks about that no it's a different kind of thing and it's a whole other topic but I'll say this is what you want to continue and uh, and so the Messiah is the most important person in history and we want the Messiah to be born so that he can die for our sins and if Israel becomes corrupted by the paganism of its uh, neighboring cult, uh, countries then the risk of destroying the messianic line would be there and we would have no Messiah and everybody would be damned so God dealt with them accordingly now if an atheist doesn't like it I say you show me a better universal moral system that where everybody ought to obey it and provide the terminus against which which the moral standards are measured or revealed and they cannot that's why Aaron Raw and uh, Matt Dillahunty um, they can't uh, they can't win this one it's not possible okay <clears throat> Um, All right. Uh, in the in the, in the one more thing before I go, uh, there's this there's this uh, other uh, new new atheist that uh that is that is uh, on the on the rise. Uh, he I can't remember his name, but his YouTube channel name is uh, Mind Shift, and um, uh, I think I I think I had sent you his video. Uh, I'm not I'm I'm not sure if you got the email or not, but uh but uh, if you want me, if you want me to send it again, yes, it's, please it's, do. Uh, it's about maybe it. Say it again. Yeah, please do. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's about maybe a half hour video of him talking, uh, talking about this whole list. I, I think it's about about uh, maybe twenty different topics about about why about about why he thinks that God is um, a a hypocrite in the Bible because he tells us to do one thing, but then he but then he uh, you know does the same thing. And so and so like I would like if you if you could like maybe yeah. I guess write an article on karma about that video or maybe do a response video that would be great because sure. because 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 some of the stuff i could i could uh give an answer for like like one of his things he had a problem with was was, was with god uh wiping out the whole world with a flood but I, but uh, i have an answer for that because because i study you know the and uh, yeah uh angelic interpretation and all that stuff but uh but uh, it's, it's a lot of other stuff in there that uh I didn't know that was in the Bible that he brought up, and, and I don't have an objection to. So I would like you to, you know, help me out with that. Sure. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the at the page right now, and uh, let's see if he's got anything about Carm. Nothing. How about Matt Slick? See if he's tackled anything I've said. Uh, and looks like nothing also. So um, yeah, maybe I can check things out. Here's the thing. He's got. Uh, he's on. Uh, on Patreon, I'm sure he's getting a lot of money, a lot of money for uh, people who are. Oh, that's interesting. 153 videos. 
That's how many fish were caught in the net in John 21, 153. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, I can check them out. And, uh, um, dude, there's the music. There's the music, man. We, we got to go. Sorry about that. Call back, okay? okay? Call back, all right? Email all right. me about it, all right? And uh, all right, give me your phone you. number. Maybe I'll call you. We'll, we'll figure out what you're talking about specifically. I can take a look, okay? All right, man? All right. Thank you, Email man. Me. All right, everybody. God bless. All right, you too. Hey, there's uh, we're out of time. Shara, sorry about that. God bless everybody. Another program powered by the Truth Network.